Welcome to The District, a podcast about politics and culture by the spectator world. I'm your host, Amber Athey, and I'm joined by our managing editor, Matt McDonald, and contributing editor, Billy McMorris, who has just written the feature article for the June edition of our magazine about the Democrats' succession woes. And Billy, in this article, you sort of lay out the fact that Democrats don't really have a front runner to succeed Biden, who it seems at this point is is not going to be able to run in 2024, even if he wants to. And I'm wondering what you think the primary driver of that lack of a backbench has been for the Democrats. Is it hubris? Is it just, you know, resting on their laurels? What's going on here? Well, I think one one of the main drivers of this is the fact that the bench was emptied under President Obama. Um, and basically, basically what happened was the Democratic Party stopped creating a pipeline for new candidates. They, they emptied out the bench and they have a ton of, you know, celebrity candidates. They have a ton of activists who are all well paid, but they don't have any person who is working their way up for, like President Obama did and like Senator Biden did, uh, or I'm sorry, President Biden did, uh, from your local city council up to the state legislature, up to the U.S. Senate, up to the White House. They, they don't have that anymore. And what happens when you have a party full of celebrities is you have people who don't want to run for office. And don't want to subject themselves to that. So that's how you get stuck with Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg as your two main alternatives to a geriatric leadership. Do you think that President Obama himself has to take a lot of the blame here? Because I've read a lot of Democratic strategists saying that right after he left the White House, he pretty much just stopped helping out the DNC and wasn't really interested in trying to find someone who would be able to follow in his footsteps and really just like went out to Martha's Vineyard and started kite surfing and left the Democrats in the lurch. There's definitely something to be said for that is that uh, President Obama is considered the young leader in the Democratic Party. And what Democrats have been appreciated about that is that President Obama is now older than Dwight Eisenhower was when he was elected president. And I think when your young leader, the face of youth in your party is older than Ike, that that could be a problem for you guys. It's no wonder that they have stuck with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer as the faces of youth in their own party. It also seems to me that the Democrats have really become sort of synonymous with these really passionate activist groups like Black Lives Matter and Time's Up and Me Too. And those have sort of become the faces of the left as opposed to anybody who's actually been elected. And that sort of outside activism maybe can help push issues a certain direction, but when you're talking to people who are actually in political power, that, that's a different conversation. So, I mean, maybe their their focus on trying to really attack specific issues outside of gover- government has led them to ignore 
the grooming aspect of bringing up new political leaders. Well, I, I, uh, I applaud you for using the term grooming. Thank you. <laughs> it's the only time I'll ever use that outside of a conversation about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but B, that, that is exactly right. One, one of the, well, one of the drawbacks of having uh, such cultural dominance which liberalism and progressives have is no one is inspired to be the next John Lewis. John Lewis started out as Martin Luther King's right-hand man, worked his way up through uh, Georgia politics in order to join Congress and eventually become a party leader. Uh, But imagine if John Lewis capitalized off of his role in the civil rights movement and was immediately offered a seven figure contract. Why would he ever accept uh, the humiliation of lowering himself to elected office? And this is one of those, uh, one of the ironies is that the the less cultural dominance uh, helps sap the pipeline where nobody is running for city council that can actually get elected statewide, let alone nationwide, they have to, uh, they're bought and paid for at an early age. And that is, that is a problem. Imagine if Netflix was around to hire Barack Obama in 2005. Would Barack Obama ever have become president? Probably not. He, he would have taken his, uh, Martha's Vineyard money and gone straight from Boston, the DNC, to a mansion and uh, a role in politics. I'm sorry, a, a, a role as a cultural arbiter rather than politics. Billy, I think that's a that's an interesting idea. I also wonder, you know, whether potentially the primary system by which we uh, parties elect their leaders could be a design flaw in terms of bringing up young talent. The reason I suggest that is a lot of the younger uh, Democrats who found themselves getting elected in recent years are on the kind of far left progressive wing of the party. You know, it's, it's people like Cory Bush and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, whereas younger kind of more moderate and therefore potentially more nationally electable Democrats like Con- like Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania find themselves losing. Do you reckon that potentially there's a there's a system failure here which means that they're they're less likely to produce nationally electable candidates for president? Oh, I think that's definitely definitely the case is the the fact that um, when, when you don't have that initial pipeline, people are going to fill that vacuum. Uh, if you can go and join McKinsey straight out of college, you're going to do it. Whereas if you're a mere bartender after college with student debt, uh, you're going to uh, embrace far left politics and try to become a celebrity that way. And that, that is a design flaw inherent in the democratic focus on celebrity and fame at the expense of legislation and working your way up the ladder. I think, uh, I, I, I think in terms of how Democrats choose their, choose their 
presidential nominee, they once tried to safeguard themselves against this through the superdelegate system. But after what uh, Hillary Clinton did to Bernie, they don't have that option as much. So they have to rely on somebody like President Biden who can go and capture the James Clyburn endorsement in South Carolina. And that's the only thing that saved him. Uh, otherwise, you would have had a an entire mess on your hands with the 2020 primary. And what's being laid bare is the fact that when it comes to 2024 and beyond, that after Biden, they really don't have anybody left that has that kind of moderate appeal. Speaking of kind of confronting, intimidating uh, electoral realities, obviously the Democrats uh, ahead of the November midterms uh, look like they are headed for a fairly brutal defeat and they're kind of casting around um, current events and current affairs that have been happening to, you know, search for political capital there. And, you know, two recent examples of that, uh, which I think they've, they've, where they've looked to do that and search for kind of animus in their base have been, you know, the abortion issue with uh, the Alito draft opinion and then uh, gun legislation and gun control with these two recent shootings in Buffalo and then Ovalde. I'm wondering if of, you know, the Democrats out there, do you think that there are candidates who are particularly well poised to take advantage of those uh, issues and obviously it's it's gross and cynical to think of uh you know such life and death issues in terms of political capital but ultimately people in politics do do that yeah it's uh, it points to our empty souls here mm-hmm. in washington dc uh but but also points to reality and uh this is going to be um a recurring problem for democrats is they can generate celebrities, particularly on these issues, and they can generate activist dollars. Can they generate anybody who actually embodies an electable position on either guns or abortion? They're going to use that to try to, uh, both these issues, to try to turn out the base. But when it comes down to it, more than two thirds of the country opposes late term abortion, which Democrats, because of their activist base, endorse. And a majority of people may say in polls, particularly after school shootings, hey, we want moderate gun control, but Democrats, instead of turning out moderate solutions, immediately become gun grabbers. That's that's why Beto sits there and interrupts a press conference. He will win the battle for attention, but he's not going to craft a position that is going to appeal to the average American voter. And that is what's lost here is the sense that when you're always playing base politics, you're always chasing a cultural celebrity. You are not going to be able to craft a nuanced position on either of these issues that can make you appealing to the vast majority of this country. I think the left's chase for cultural celebrity has another side effect as well. In addition to being unable to moderate, they also have a real inability to vet. Their champion, for example, last year and the year before was New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who 
most everybody on the right kind of had an inkling suspicion that something was wrong there. And it didn't take long to, to find out that he had this uh, major COVID scandal in regards to his policy on nursing homes. And another Democratic favorite back in 2016, 2017 was the lawyer, Michael Avenatti, who was a, a clear scumbag as, as far as the eye could see. And yet he was um, being floated in left-wing circles as a future president. So it's it's like even when they do find someone who's maybe a little bit younger and, and maybe charismatic, they they overlook everything else because they're so excited to finally have someone who checks those two boxes. They end up um, elevating people who have their own scandals and end up imploding before they can get anywhere near a national race. Well, I mean, when, when you look at the the statewide benches that Democrats have, it what you can't ignore is if they're not celebrities, they are a millionaires before they run for office. Ton of uh, almost every Democratic governor in America right now was either a self-funder or a political legacy. And that's a real shame because Democrats invented machine politics in this country to flood their bench with people. And they turn their back on that. And what they're left with is people like Cuomo, who was elected and generated his power and his influence by being the son of a governor. And that is something that that can't be ignored here is the fact that they don't have a bench. So they're forced to rely on the party of youth is forced to rely on legacies, just like Harvard is, just like uh, Princeton is, just like University of California is. All of democratic politics can be summed up the same way that colleges handle acceptance rates, which is we will have affirmative action and legacies, and that will be our entire bench and our entire populace and when it comes to choosing who is going to be elevated to actually lead they don't have any options one final question for you do you think there's anyone in the democratic party that has the chance to be nationally electable is young and the democrats just maybe are missing them or not paying attention is there some like unsung hero that could arise that the left just just hasn't noticed yet no, I, I, I do not believe that they they have that option. They have, for their young leadership, they have the heirs of Bernie Sanders. So they have AOC. But AOC is also one of the most detestable people in politics. And I don't say that because of my own personal opinions to her. I thought her dancing was great. But... It is, it is a reflection of the fact that they haven't actually cultivated a moderate option that can appeal to both the party base and the broader electorate. What they rely on is mood. You know, they need a villain like Donald Trump. They need a villain like George W. Bush in order to get their candidate elected. But when it comes to a regular 
regular old election, not preceded by crisis. They do not actually generate any candidates who can appeal to both the both the left and the center of this country. If they were smart, they would get behind uh, John Bell Edwards, who is not young, but this is a man who is fiscally liberal and socially conservative. This is a man who uh, suspends his state-of-the-state address because LSU won a national football title. That guy has his finger on the pulse of America, but because he is pro-life, he would never find himself even close to winning the nomination. Well, it sounds like the Democrats have a lot of soul-searching to do. Billy, thank you so much. Thank you, Matt, and we'll see you guys next time.